0: You found us living upon the interwebs because we have no home as far as we know, but we say welcome to caching in the Northwest. You know, this is the only podcast from the birthplace pa- of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. We'll talk about caches and cashers unique or from here and around the globe. So while you're busy, triple checking the lottery tickets will be caching in the Northwest. And folks, sometimes it's hard to change. Let me tell you that. But
1: we're we talking about
0: pants? Yes. Well, why wear them?
2: Okay. You just
0: you, you just heard from our utility <laughs> chimp. Some say he's a government experiment that's gone wrong. And others say he only eats food grown organically and none of it. All we know is he's called land monkey. You know.
1: I have come to really appreciate my new habit of not reading the introductions ahead of time, so that I can also be surprised by them. <laughs> so that I enjoyed that one. I don't think there's a lot of food that grows organically in Nunavut, at least not outdoors. So, uh, <laughs> do you know where none of it is? Oh yes. Okay. All right. Good. I'll,
0: I'll have none of it. Uh um, yes. It's on the. It's is it. It. I know it's part of it's on the art in the arctic circle is the whole thing in the arctic circle um or just a portion of it
1: well pretty much yeah i would say pretty much all of it yeah there you go yeah keats 94 in the chat greenhouses and none of it there you go that's how that's how you do organic growth all right well yeah it's me um i'm gonna actually bring us back into the podcast here and if you are astute listener or even more so watcher of this podcast and particularly those watching live you will see that there are some people who have snuck out of the chat and dropped themselves right into the podcast tonight and that is iham and monkey cakes welcome to the show guys hello all right now i have to figure out where that door is that people are getting out of the chat and into (laughs) the podcast because i thought we locked that
0: you know, I've been on lock picking caches with these two. Oh, I don't think it's... a lock is going to be enough.
2: Okay. You know, we, we kept locking the doors, but the kids kept getting in. So we just <laughs> had to learn from them. So
1: clearly, clearly. All right. Well, welcome to the show, you guys. It's great to have you here. And I want to also throw out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. If you don't know what I'm saying when I say patrons, I mean patrons. That's right. If you want to know more about supporting this awesome show, please click on that Patreon link
0: on the CachingNW.com website. That's right. And we love our patrons or patrons if you want to be very French, which they are in (laughs) Canada. We're less French here in America, unless we're talking about fries or salad dressing, sometimes bread. And onion soup. And I there's got to be more, but after that, I don't care.
1: Where are you going with this?
0: Um, <laughs> well, while we love French things, what we love even more are glows or oh, the yeah. geocaching log of the week.
1: Glow amour.
0: Oh. Yeah, I could, I could write a song to that.
1: Okay, you do that. I, you never I'll want me to sing that. that song.
0: Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so glow more. I've been shut down. Okay, so glows geocaching logs of the week. Whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You can always call into 253 693 TFTC or use the voicemail tool right there on the website and show us how you glow. Now, this week's glow was sent to us from Bounce Bounce via email, and in fact, I've received several glows over the last couple of weeks so thanks thank you each and every one of you i really appreciate it it allows us to um be able to kind of match a theme of a glow to our podcast and i think it just is more fun so i appreciate when you guys send in glows and i read every one of them by the way again this one came from bounce bounce the uh, geocacher was geo loafing drove Drove to Issaquah to meet Geo Ready. That, that's funny. We have a Geo Loafing and a Geo Ready uh, to do some planning over eggs. We both missed Geo Coin Fest. Also heard Bounce Bounce had some beauties, some great caches out there.
1: So hold on. Is that a recipe? Planning over eggs?
0: Yeah, planning over eggs.
1: So there you go. Okay. So they're You're having
0: go. breakfast. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And at, they missed Geo Coin Fest, but they wanted to do some of the Bounce Bounce caches. Who in wouldn't? Issaquah. I'm telling you. Having skipped dessert, which they had eggs, so I assumed it was breakfast. That'd be a donut, right? Anyway. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a (laughs) dessert breakfast is a donut, clearly, with (laughs) a coffee. Having skipped dessert, we unwittingly arrived at GZ. One short. Nope. Not the stretch. Not quite the stretch. We need a third. You, you, now you guys are following me where this cache is, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Enter stage right. An elderly gentleman. Excuse me, sir. We need your help. It'll only take a moment. Oh, I. Have see. you ever heard of geocaching? <laughs> he was thrilled. Hooked another one. Uh, quite the sight to behold. An old man, an even older man, and a vertically challenged chick, barely breaking five feet, dancing on the one foot and stretch aerobic banked an unforgettable memory forever so satisfying we could have quit for the day and didn't too much fun not to pile on another favorite point loved it and love the sound of that click now i unfortunately didn't copy the gc number but in issaquah bounce bounce made a geocache that three people had to do uh, in order to push buttons and and uh, release the cash, It's a brilliant cache, and you really should go and do this. Bring a friend, or if it's right after breakfast, there may be some locals that are just walking by that you can pull in to get their help.
1: Or as you finish breakfast, just stand up in the restaurant and say, I am going to do a bounce-bounce cash. Who's with me? And everybody's just going to get up and come with you. You know that's going to happen.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: But yeah, this is, this is funny because I'm reading this and I'm thinking, so as I said out loud, I, I, I clued in eventually which cache this is just before you got to the moment of truth there in the log. This is a great log entry. This is a fantastic cache. Mm -hmm. And what I think is funny is that if the first cache this elderly gentleman ever did was this one, the bar is set like way up here. (laughs) And so now he's gonna go oh geocaching is amazing i'm gonna go out and do some more geocaching and then because that's what all old people sound like and then he's gonna get to the next geocaching yeah it's gonna be a lamppost yeah, lamp thanks and and he's gonna literally go he's gonna be looking around for the
0: buttons and and the dials <laughs> and the the led displays and and he's gonna go, what what the heck this sucks <laughs> so suddenly he got a much younger voice when he's disappointed oh sorry what the heck this sucks that's
1: that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> thank you for catching on. i just i slipped right out of character and now, now i'm gonna break the fourth wall Ooh. all right so that is Avro Air throws through us a gc code gc7 whiskey w- echo whiskey echo thank you zero seven i think that's mm-hmm. is that this cash
0: it's got to be yeah
1: all right hey keepers of the cash flow be nice I said, I'm already what old sounds like. That's not nice.
0: I'm what old sounds like. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm the sure. most ancient one on the show tonight.
1: Well, speaking of old and ancient and an elderly gentleman, um, I have a story that is sad, but it, it has a happy component to it. So the sad part is that the creator of Little Free Libraries, you guys have probably found caches in Little Free Libraries, right? You guys, yes, yes? Yes. All right. Um, Love Little Free Library caches. They're great because they stay in good shape. um, As long as they don't get muggled. But the fellow who created Little Free Libraries passed away very recently. So this is a story from NPR. And if you're Canadian, you don't know what NPR is, but it's um, public radio in the States. So it's basically the CBC of the USA is NPR.
0: A-OK. All right.
1: Anyways, uh, so the story reads, build it and they will come. In this case, a little wooden box on a post. Well, it's not that little. You Can't get too many boxes, or books in a little box. But anyways, the man credited with building the first little free library died yesterday. Uh, Todd Bowl was 62 and had pancreatic cancer. Oh, that's so sad. Um, nine years ago, he used wood from his old garage door to build the first little free library in his home in Hudson, Wisconsin. Now there are tens of thousands of little free libraries in over eighty five countries wow that is that is a lot I didn't realize they were that far out but well, um, I
0: didn't realize it was only nine years old this you know it seems like they've been around forever
1: yeah well then geocaching got on top of that right away yeah,
0: exactly Geocaches in a lot of LFLs um I think it was the city of Tacoma that wanted to claim. The little free libraries as additional dwelling units and charge taxes on them <laughs> <laughs> dwelling for whom <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'm like how can you have that as a dwelling unit uh, you might no be able guy. to put a canary in there you guys in washington state are cuckoo oh man it didn't go anywhere but it was one of those things like are you kidding me <laughs>
1: <laughs> makes me feel better about well living in bc when i hear stuff like that all right um so yeah, so sad news that Todd passed away at 62 with pancreatic cancer. That is very sad, and certainly, you know, sadness and and uh, for his family and and friends, of course. But he, through his invention, brought joy to many thousands of others. So there's definitely a legacy left behind in 85 for
0: 85 countries.
1: Yeah, a legacy I, of education and pleasure.
0: Yeah, exactly. I haven't invented anything that's in 85 countries, so.
1: Oh, well, good you on you
0: and uh you know cancer sucks but pa- pancreatic cancer is incredibly aggressive so um you know i feel for well for his family who's going on without him Yep. okay let's talk about something a little more uplifting okay do y'all remember you see how i did that y'all oh, remember we're back in
1: america now okay yeah.
0: <laughs> the geocaching podcast It took a little break over the summer, but it's back. And now it is a call-in show. Once again, that's how it started, as a call-in show on Wednesday evenings. You got to go have a listen. Uh, I personally want to say thank you to Scott Burks for your hard work in getting this groundbreaking podcast going again. Head on over to geocachingpodcast.com. Find out more about it.
1: Absolutely. So if you go to their website, you'll, they make it really clear. It's no problem finding the phone number to call in. They let you know in advance each week, what the topic's going to be. So if you you know have some ideas and thoughts you want to share, you call up, Jesse screens the calls and uh, you get on with Scott and Taz and you get to talk about whatever geocaching topic they're talking about that week. Well, it's a great format.
0: Actually, uh, Landmonkey, Doesn't this set a world record for geocaching podcasts tonight with you? Uh,
1: Well, that's what I'm shooting for. I don't know if it is a world record, but I'm really hoping so. So what Chris is getting at is this is my fourth geocaching related podcast that I am featured in or on this week. So that's four geocaching podcasts in one week. Thank you.
0: Hooray. Hooray. Everybody give a golf clap and we'll move
1: on. It's the week of the monkey. Yes.
0: Now, tonight we're going to discuss Utah geocaching and a twist of Lime. Hmm. Lime bikes, that is. Oh. So, as always, throw any comments or questions into the live chat. Um, If you want to ask something of our guests, use hashtag Utah. That's U-T-A-H. I had to think there. Uh, Or if you want to have something in the after show, Use hashtag F-T-A-S. That's for the after show. We like to say F-T-A-S.
1: All right. So, yep, we're going to discuss that stuff. And uh, you know what? Let's get started with our guests. Folks, you've been very patient. Thank you very much. No worries. Now, we heard that you recently returned from a hashtag geocache road trip. And uh, we'd love for you to tell us about it.
2: Well, sure. Um, We went, actually, we left uh, two weeks ago today um for a trip in utah and wyoming and uh we wanted to get some new states and fill in some jasmer squares
0: nice uh you know what let's let's back up for a minute for those who don't know what a jasmer is we're talking about the jasmer challenge and i get this right from the geocaching website it says popular in the united states the i'm oh, sorry <clears throat> popular in the united states the jasmer challenge requires geocachers to find a cache hidden each month since the beginning of geocaching in May 2000. To give a sense of the breadth of this challenge, there are less than 120 caches hidden in 2000 that are still active. So there you go. Was that a good radio announcer voice?
1: That was not bad. That was, that was impressive. Thank you very much. And I feel much calmer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take all this calmness and convert it back into kinetic energy. Ooh. All right. So guys, uh, tell us, did you, of course, I know I'm a, I'm a big fan. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan of the Utah geo tour. So I want to know, did you go there to do the Utah geo tour?
2: No, we did not go for the tour itself. On the other hand, we did qualify for one of the County patches and, uh, we ended up with several G- geo tour, caches in other random counties uh but not enough to get uh patches for more than just the one county but um and some of those were quite well done we we gotta say we really liked them
1: yeah they they i love that geotour um super quality caches and for those who are listening live tonight i got my jacket my geotour jacket arrived today Hooray! Yay so Mrs. Monkey and I have matching Utah GeoTour jackets. So find us at an event near you soon. And we'll definitely be wearing these jackets. And be I'm sure sleeping.
0: to sign them with the silver Sharpie.
1: No, do not. <laughs> not allowed Come and see me and talk to me. And I'd love to talk to everybody, but do not touch the jacket.
0: <laughs> I will be providing boxes of silver Sharpies at all of Land Monkey's events. Love you, Chris. Yeah, I know you do. All right. <laughs> Anyway, you know he says love, but I think he means something else.
2: Mm. Yeah. So anyway, yes, we've, okay. We've been wanting to to go get um, some of these Jasper uh, grids filled in. Uh, we were shooting for Potter's Pond, uh, which is by the way GC three B, and uh, that was on our list. And Southern Idaho's first in Pocatello was also on our list. Um, and you know we had some airline vouchers that we needed to use. So we needed to make use of them. We decided to go and fly to Salt Lake City. Um, We had uh, our scheduling was kind of determined by uh, the school calendar at the school where where monkey cakes works. Um, So she had a long weekend uh, coming up. We decided to make it a little bit longer. We went Thursday through Monday. Um, And so we'd been watching, you know, put a a geocaching watch on the potter's pond cache so we could see as people were finding it how things were going Uh, we were starting to be a little worried that we had waited a little too late into the year um, because it is up at 9200 feet um, up in the hills Um, so uh, but our schedule was dictated by the school calendar Um, and there were some folks that found it in the week before, and they said that there was about ankle deep snow, um, at the cache site. And we figured, okay, we can, we can handle ankle deep. That's, that's not too bad.
0: Okay. So using the watch list feature on geocaching.com is a great way to be able to monitor caches, especially if you're worried about weather or, you know, when we wanted to go, uh, do Monte Cristo, you know. I would, I put a watch list on that to see if, you know, say the roads were open. So same idea. Great. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you started off the trip. Uh, did you find any caches before Potter's pond or did you, you know, land in the plane, get a car and drive right out there? Um, not quite.
2: Uh, we actually, before we even left, we grabbed one before we went to the airport. Um, and then once we got into Salt Lake city, um, on thursday evening um got settled in our hotel and on our way to dinner we grabbed another one and that gives us a almost 700 mile uh distance between caches in a day so um, that's always a fun fun thing to do um and then after dinner we got one more um so that monkey cakes would be at a fine total of uh 27.98 before we headed out um the next morning
0: it seems like a very specific number
2: I uh, yes yes okay. it is <laughs> um so um it, we decided to leave out uh, early the next morning so um next morning we got up early packed up our cold weather gear uh packed up our hydration packs um it was very dry um uh, even though uh, there was snow on the ground when we got up to the um, cache site, it was very dry, so we had to make sure we stayed hydrated. Um, from the Salt Lake Airport area, um, it was about a two-and-a-half to three-hour drive down to uh, Potter's Pond. That included crossing a pass at 9,655 feet and, um, and about 45 minutes of that uh, trip was along Miller's Flat Road, which um, the when we rented the car, the gal said, uh, no off-roading. And we're thinking, well, it's a road. It's you know, on the map as a road.
1: Off-roading, yeah. hmm? <laughs> I've been on that road. It's not off-roading. Yeah, I, it's I, not that, that, that it
2: that. off-roading. No, like I see. So anyway, it's unpaved, single track, and... Uh, it was actually fairly icy in several places. Um, and uh, this is where we were glad we had rented an all wheel drive vehicle. <laughs> um, so anyway, we got up um, to the Potter's pond campground uh, parked at legendary site 19. <laughs> um, except for we were actually, I think it's site 18 and, and didn't realize it at the time. Um, but uh we got uh, our hiking poles out, got our hydration packs on our back, got our, our jackets out, our gloves ready. Um, and then we stopped by GC2 Delta Kilo 5 Alpha, which is the Potter's Pond 10 and 59 year birthday bash. Uh, that's where we first saw evidences evidence that the land monkeys had been there before us. Your stamp was in the vlog. It was pretty oh, the card that I, that I leave behind sometimes. Yep. Um, surprised I was still there. Yeah. Well, actually, we didn't see the card in that one. We just saw your stamp in the lock. So. Oh, I see.
1: OK, gotcha. Uh,
2: but um, uh, from there, um, we bypassed another couple of caches, crossed the stream. And you do have to cross a stream to get to Potter's Pond from the parking area. Um, and then it was up. Up and, um, oh yeah, up. Uh, to uh, get to the final, you have to go up the hill. It's um, another, from the parking area, it's close to another 200 foot of elevation gain. Um, in, over, 4, 000, in 400 meters. In, in 400 meters. Um, and uh, that was in snow and over a lot of uh, deadfall logs. So... Um, And it, the snow was no longer just ankle deep. There were places it was calf deep on me, which put it about knee deep on uh, Die Monkey or Monkey Cakes. Wow! So, uh, but by that point, we were close enough to the ground to Ground Zero. We weren't interested in bailing out. Um, we got to within about thirty meters of Ground Zero. Figured it had to be one of two trees, and uh, we chose the first one. We chose correctly on the first try. And uh there we were. And uh that was fine number 2,800 for a monkey cakes. So by the way, we're calling in a um a uh landmark find here. So
0: uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Well that's awesome. Milestones.
0: Milestone yeah. find.
1: That is a milestone find for sure. And yeah, when you get up close, it's the big tree. That's where the cash is.
2: Yep, there's a big tree and there's a bigger tree, and it's the bigger tree.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to get that, and congrats on the 2,800 milestone. That's awesome. Milestones are great. Now, were there any surprises that you perhaps were not quite prepared for on that hike?
2: Well, there, there was a couple things. Uh, one, we were not really uh, we, we were surprised by how warm we got hiking in the snow. I mean, it was a clear, sunny day, um, and even though we were in calf-to-knee-deep snow, the effort caused us to shed layers because we were getting close to overheating with all the the effort of getting through the snow, and then the bounce of the, uh, the sun off the, the white snow, got a little bit of sunburn as well, so that was a little bit of a surprise.
0: Uh, yeah, walking um, in, in the snow do- is the only time you can get the underside of your chin sunburned.
2: Yes, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we uh, tried a different path down. We got up to the to ground zero, signed the cache, um, and then we saw there was another pair of, of tracks leading away from the tree. And we figured, oh, that's heading in the general direction of one of the other caches that's nearby. So we decided to follow it down. Um, yeah, I have no idea where those footprints were originally coming from, because they did not take us to where the other cache was. We kind of bushwhacked over to where we thought it was, um, ended up DNFing it, uh, and then kind of cross country back over. There was a, um, letterbox hybrid right near the stream crossing. Um, so we grabbed that and got back to the car. Um, and then, uh, by that point, our boots had filled with snow, our pant cuffs were very damp, our socks were soggy. Um, so one of the other things we had done in prep was make sure we had a full change of clothes because there was no way we wanted to spend the rest of the day in soggy clothes after doing a cache. Um, what we didn't realize was this was going to have some further impacts later in our trip.
0: Mm. Well, I can tell you walking around in soggy boots is the worst thing ever. If you can keep your feet dry and warm, really, for me, if I keep my feet dry and warm, I can hike all day long. Yeah. You know, the rest of me will will regulate. But uh, it sounds like there might be more surprises coming.
2: A few, yeah. Okay. So the first surprise that we had was actually not related to that, but as we were heading back down, we got to the um, entrance to the campsite area, getting ready to turn on to Miller Flat Road, and one of the local hunters drove up on his four-wheeler and said, you can't go that way. There's a tow truck blocking the road. And <laughs> they could be hours. And they could be ours. Could be ours. <laughs> it's like, okay. He says, you can follow Miller Flat Road the rest of the other direction further away from salt lake city he says it'll add about 40 miles to your round trip okay well we're here we want to go out we are so glad that we got detoured because we hit some absolutely gorgeous geological formations um some just beautiful beautiful landscaping uh we got a couple of uh earth caches that we would not have gotten otherwise um So it was, uh, it was very nice. Um, but it was, it did add a couple of hours probably to the, to the round trip. Um, so anyway, uh, but. Uh, Okay.
0: uh, So the the guy who gave you directions was not on a riding lawnmower or any type of vehicle, right? Small four wheel vehicle.
2: He he was on an, he was on an all-terrain vehicle that he had been using for hunting.
1: That's awfully close not, to a ride-on lawnmower. That's he was awfully- not a
2: riding lawnmower. Okay. Well, we had seen a trailer off the road on our way in that we had been able to get around. So yeah, if a tow truck was there to get it, there would have been no way to.
1: Right, and it would have taken a while that to get
2: barely the fit through.
1: So. Right. Well, hooray for Earth caches. Was now was this on International Earth Cache Weekend?
2: Um. Yes, but this was actually the Friday. So even they though count. they didn't count,
0: oh. See, you should have just, you know, logged them the next day because that's what, that's not what LandMonkey does. No. no. Hey, I saw the glare from LandMonkey uh, <laughs> and stopped me dead in my tracks.
2: Wow, that was stink eye if I ever yeah. saw that.
0: Promote that <laughs> kind of behavior. Guys, I'm only kidding. I did that just to uh, poke the monkey. <laughs> poke the monkey.
1: All right. No. So you so find
0: yeah. Geo- Earth caches on Earth cache weekend and log them then. That's the proper yes. thing to do. And yeah. there
2: were enough earth caches scattered throughout Utah that finding some during the weekend was not a problem.
1: Yeah, there's some great earth caches yeah, out
2: there. There are some phenomenal ones, yes.
1: And I think that's the thing, is coming from the, the coast and then going into Utah, it's just there are different kinds of earth caches. It's different geology. So it's, it's way more interesting because it's not... You know, we know it. Over here on the West Coast, especially in the Northwest, we see a lot of waterfalls. We see a lot of glacial erratics. We see, you know, we see a lot of what did the Columbia Ice Field or not Columbia so that what did the you know the glaciers it's do to this part, you know? So
0: it just like it did over there,
1: and <laughs> yeah. The, and the Great Missoula Lake and dot 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 dot. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but so it's neat to go somewhere else where you get some some different geology. That's cool. Yep. Uh, so- we Go ahead. We actually
2: did get our um, EarthCache badge with the Devil Slide geocache. I
1: love Devil Slide. That's a that
2: was that was pretty awesome. Uh, But that was on Saturday, and Saturday we actually uh, made a run into Wyoming because we wanted to get another state badge. Gee, imagine that! Um, And we also wanted to go up and uh, visit historic Fort Bridger. So it was not purely a geocaching outing. Um, The one thing that we were actually surprised was uh, that we lost cell coverage right before we crossed into Wyoming um, and didn't, you know, did not have any cell coverage. Um, So I was really glad I had preloaded all these caches into my uh, phone before we got out of cell coverage. Uh, But we were right along I-80 the entire time. And yet, uh, there were no AT&T towers active along there. Lots really, of other towers that we could see, but none of them were. Yep. None of them were, were AT&T. So that was kind of a surprise.
0: Well, I, I believe in the entire state of Wyoming, you only get cell coverage in Cheyenne, the capital <laughs> everywhere else is, you know,
1: and the ranger station at, in the park. Yeah. yeah there yep,
2: pretty much. So, um, so anyway, we stopped for some caches along the way. It took us about two hours to get from Salt Lake City to Fort Bridger. Um, and uh, then we headed back in, um, got some other uh, caches, including the Devil's Slide Earth Cache. And then um, Saturday evening, we do what we like to do when we're traveling, and that is we host an uh, event so we can meet some of the local cachers um, as we go. Um and, uh, we had about 12 people that put will attends on our cash and we had two people show
0: up. Wait, are these the two people we're talking to tonight? No,
2: no, it was a total of four. Okay. So, <laughs> us plus two others. Okay.
0: So well, that makes an intimate event. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, it, you know, it, it, qualified plus we got dinner out of it. So there, there you, you go. go. Um, and learned about
1: some cool caches in the area yes mm-hmm. well that's one of the best things about meeting local cachers right Get to have those conversations exactly. Exactly. exactly
0: now i have actually looked at going from salt lake city to run over to wyoming because as everybody on this podcast has heard me say oh so many times on my road trip many years ago i somehow missed wyoming so i've got to find a way to sneak wyoming back in and from salt lake city it's not that far i mean it is a bit of a trip it's
2: only about an hour and a half yeah. to
0: the to the state line unless you stop and do caches on the way which of course you have to do there are caches to be found yes yes there are now you also said that you went we going after southern idaho's oldest um how did that go and was that about the same distance Um, It would have been about
2: the same distance, except for the fact that we decided not to head there Um, because on Saturday or on Sunday morning when we were going to go, we discovered that our hiking boots had still not dried out from our snow adventures on friday Um, and quite honestly we had no desire to go hiking in 30 degree wind chill in soggy boots we just thought that would be kind of well out and out stupid
0: (laughs) well and as we said before the show i said those boots won't stay soggy long in 30 degree wind chill
2: no because they become crunchy at that point
0: and that's that's not a lot of fun that's terrible.
2: not any better no oh, okay so anyway so we decided to go for a more leisurely day um, uh, we went up to the Golden Spike National Historical Monument We've got the old virtual that's there at the golden Spike location for those that don't know that's where the eastern eastern and western railroads came together nose to nose they drove a a symbolic uh, golden spike to to mark the joining of the transcontinental railroads. So um, that was that. And was um, the golden
0: spike still there. Did you get a little piece of it? Uh, no, no, we did not.
2: Bummer. So okay. uh, hold on just a moment here. Um, and uh, okay. Sorry. so then the other thing we discovered as we came down was uh, the place where it's now Northrop Grumman. It used to be Morton Thiokol where they used to test the rocket boosters from the space shuttle, uh, not to mention a number of other rockets as well. Uh, there is a GeoTour uh, cache there, as well as a virtual. Uh, and so we we stumbled across that. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then made our way further back down the lake uh, to Antelope Island and uh Went waiting in the very, very cold Great Salt Lake. Just because you're there, you've got to do it. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that was, uh, that was Sunday. And then uh, Monday, we um, after we checked out of our hotel, we went up and did the caches at the uh, state capitol. There's a very well-done GeoTour multi that takes you through the capitol building and the capitol grounds. Um, and that's where we actually came across the land monkey business card
0: <laughs> or the monkey droppings as they've been monkey called
2: droppings. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, caught, caught a late afternoon flight home. So that was our, that was our hashtag geocrashing road trip. And, uh, I don't think we actually noted how many miles we put on the rental car, but it was a lot. It was a lot.
0: <laughs> that's the beauty of having the rental car. Just drive it, it. Right. Yeah. There you go.
1: So you guys did some of the geotour caches. We talked about that a little bit earlier. And uh which county did you get the badge for? Which
2: county was it? Davis. I- Davis County. Yep.
1: Okay. I think that's the fish on that patch. But anyways, um I'm have to look
2: at our my list.
1: Yeah. So you have the you have the little trifold uh yep. Um
2: yeah, we, we passport. had we got the passport before we ever left, so nice.
1: And it's just a tip for folks, if you're thinking about going to Utah, if you contact, there you go, Chris has got his, if you contact the GeoTour folks online, they will actually mail you out your passport in advance. So if you're planning a trip to Utah, thinking about it, um, even if you're thinking, well, I might go next year, just contact them. They'll mail you out the passport and then you've got it. So when you get out there, oh, what do we got? What do we got going on here? Oh, we got.
0: Davis County is a Buffalo. Oh, it's the Buffalo.
1: Okay. It was, it was there you go um i can't remember which one is one of them is like a rainbow trout i can't remember which one it is and siever there you go well done so anyways yeah i i just was I, you know i can't put enough plugs in for that geo tour the caches are all pretty consistently amazing now you said earlier that you enjoyed them what what did you like most about the geo tour caches
2: Um, I think they were just, they were well put together. Um, they seem to be well-maintained. Um, I did notice that they, most of them aren't going anywhere because most of them were chained in place so they wouldn't walk off. (laughs) Um, we actually did not catch any of the ones that were the, the painted ammo cans, which I was a little disappointed in. Um, because uh, I understand that some of the artwork on some of the ammo cans is pretty phenomenal, um, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Though they they were well done. Um, the info you need to collect is very obvious inside the lid of the can. You you cannot miss it unless you're just like not looking. <laughs> so, um, but I, I think they've done a really good job with it.
0: Nice. I'd agree with that. No. Yeah, I... Okay, from what I've heard of the Utah Geo Tour, I assumed they had a good portion, more than 50% uh, of their ammo cans painted, but uh, may, maybe they're working from the south to the north. Right? You did mostly northern Utah.
2: Yeah, we, we were mostly in northern Utah, so... yep.
1: Yeah, the painted ones tend to be on more of the, the not-central counties. They were more in the peripheral counties out on the edges and i know there's like this density of counties right down the middle of, of utah so yep. yeah so oh.
2: um, and i can see us going back to salt lake city there's some phenomenal hiking and phenomenal i mean there's a ton of geocaches we did not get a ton of earth caches we did not get and mm-hmm. the side trip to pocatello is still there waiting for us so uh, yeah
1: that's that's a that's a nice cash to that uh, Southern Idaho's oldest and there's a webcam right in Pocatello as well so you got to grab that when you're there cool so it sounds like a great trip sounds like a lot of fun
2: I I think one of our other favorites uh in right in Salt Lake City has to be there's one a puzzle right near the library and um I'm not going to spoil it it's just really well done
0: nice and you know there's nothing quite like travel caching because the caches are, are from hiders that you're not used to seeing. So everything looks a little different, a little more special than, you know, Oh, here's another bounce bounce cache. Boy. <laughs> okay. Well, that may be a bad example.
2: Uh- <laughs> oh darn. Another and dust.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, but you know, you're out, you're exploring new areas. So everything's, you know, your, your senses are a bit more heightened. So, Hey, that was, sounds like a great geocache road trip. Um, it was a bit chilly, so you may not be using the type of transportation I want to talk about next. And I want to talk a little bit because the city of Tacoma here has been inundated or invaded with these green vehicles. And I'm not talking earth friendly though. They are, they are. Yeah. Um, but they're actually green in color and the lime bikes and the scooters. And we also have blackbird scooters and, um, all these have come to Tacoma.
2: Well, and actually when we were in Salt Lake city, they had a bunch of the blackbird ones down there and I had never seen them before. I get back to Tacoma and they've introduced blackbird in the time I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> we also saw a line in yeah, Salt Lake city. Yep. yep.
0: So it's all over the country. Um, it's all over the world for that matter. But what do you think that these ride-sharing uh, vehicles, be it scooters or bicycles, uh, are going to, how they're going to have an impact in urban caching? So let's say you go to Utah. You go to Salt Lake City and you fly in and you're not going to rent a car. You could take public transportation to your hotel. Maybe there's a, a line bike right outside you could jump on and go find some caches nearby is that something you think you would do or would you still jump or would you still use a taxi or a uber a
2: well, lot depends on distance and if i remembered to pack a bike helmet
0: <laughs> now I bring the, yeah your helmets, eh? i i know here in tacoma there is a helmet law so that kind of makes it inconvenient for that quick pickup Hey, let's just go grab a scooter and see where we go today.
1: Yeah, there's right. a law
2: in Vancouver as
1: well, so you have to be aware of
0: that. Is the
2: helmet law for scooters as well, or just for bikes? I would assume both.
1: Do grown-ups use scooters?
2: Some of these scooters are grown-up scooters with electric assist.
1: That's crazy. So I haven't seen that.
2: I was actually there was a new cache that published was it two days ago, three days ago, somewhere in there um, about a kilometer from my office and um i was sorely tempted to um grab one of these scooters and go uh scootering over to the park where it uh was hidden um so i did not do it but i was sorely tempted (laughs) it would have taken a bit longer than my lunch hour would have allowed
0: (laughs) um you know we're three driver family with two cars so often i'm the one stuck at work and uh, monday i you know there was a lime bike two blocks away i was just about to go get it when my wife called okay i'm on my way to pick you up now I went, oh i kind of wanted to do it but you know not having a helmet that's that's kind of the the killer the you know the the golden spike in this plan um or the wooden spike
1: oh yeah so Kev macd over in the chat said that uh the the blue bikes the the shaw bikes Mm
2: -hmm. up here in
1: vancouver have helmets provided uh and you get helmet liners because you know shared helmets that people sweat in you but there's liners to uh take care of the u factor so that's kind of cool or you know as you guys say just plan ahead a little bit and bring your own helmet um and um apologies uh stark casher has an electric scooter so there you go um grown-ups do use scooters i am incorrect
0: yeah i i i want to go try them out uh now i have seen on you know like a indiegogo or a kickstarter i haven't actually seen one in stores a collapsible helmet you know so one that would collapse down you could put it in your backpack Hmm. which i figure if it collapses on its own when you need it won't it collapse as well? And your skull's inside that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> You're wrong. There you go.
0: Kev MacD says, plan ahead. But Space ahead. Um, but, okay, so these rideshare vehicles are not free. Uh, I don't know the price of the non-electric ones. I haven't looked. I don't know if they're all the same. But the electric bikes and the electric scooters in this area are $1 to unlock and $0.15 cents per minute.
1: Hmm. Okay. So you kind
0: of got to be paying attention to that.
1: Mm-hmm. But if you at least know what the rate is, you can plan ahead a little bit and yeah. have a sense of how much money you're going to need to
0: spend for that. Right. So, that's- so it's cheaper than a taxi, probably cheaper than an Uber. And there's no awkward question yeah like, well it depends you how you want far to go you're... where you yeah. do what
2: <laughs> you, you want you want me to wait while you do what yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go yeah so that's that's interesting so chris you had some you had figured out a little bit of stats around what that might look well, like. well i did some math
0: so let's say you're gonna i did math are you proud of me yeah i am okay. well done so let's say you grab one of these bikes and you're going to go, you know, a couple of miles. You're going to go to some highly favorited caches. And that's all you want to do. You only want to hit about three caches. And then you've got meetings to go to, what have you. Um, so here's my question. At 15 cents a minute while you're renting it, do you, what do you do with the bike when you're looking for the cache? Do you park it and just let the meter run? Or do you lock it, you know, basically return it? And then unlock it again once you've found the cash.
2: Well, if it's a dollar to re-unlock it a second time, that's a, you know, depends on how long you're going to be looking for the cash.
0: Right. So, you know, at 15 cents a minute, about six and a half minutes is a dollar.
2: Yeah.
1: So, well, so yeah, Dan brought up a good point that there's another dollar for the, the locking it. The other thing is how far away is where you can't just leave the bike anywhere and magically lock it, right? Like they have stations. You have to return no, them. To, no. So
2: it... These are dockless. These are dockless. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In, They're everywhere in Seattle, it's become a real issue because there were four or five of these bike companies. And so everybody wanted, you know, several of their bikes at one location and people would just leave them in the middle of the sidewalk. It made it difficult for those in wheelchairs or walkers or you know, needing some assist to walk to get through or women with strollers. It became a real issue. Yeah.
2: I can so, see that.
0: Yeah. Even in Tacoma,
2: the things have popped up like mushrooms all over the place.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Okay. So then that takes away the point I was thinking about, which in Vancouver, you'd, you know, there are certain areas where you would dock them and then, that's where you would leave the bike and you just walk from there and then you go pick up another bike and toodle along. So, um,
0: no, you could ride right to the cash location, you know, jump off, find it, sign it, jump back on and go.
1: Right. So but as as if you're,
0: you know, spending more than six and a half minutes looking for the cash, eh, you know, then it becomes debatable if you should have unlocked or relocked locked it, or I don't know what the terminology is. Mm. You know, stop renting the bike. There you go. Well, so,
1: I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out and play around with that a little bit more. All right. Well, you guys in the chat have been awesome. You've been keeping lots of little interesting tidbits coming. We we're trying to drop them into the show as we go. So once again, thank you very much to everybody out there in the chat. Um, hope you're having a great night. You help make this show better by your participation. Um, you guys are an awesome community and uh, you just, you make our lives better just for being there. So thank you. Um, I think I think that just about wraps it up for tonight. What do you think?
0: Yes, we're close to it. Uh, of course, um, we want to thank our guests. So, thank you, Iham and Monkey Cakes or Camp Clan, as they're known together when they're caching. Thank you so much for telling us about your Utah trip and uh, talking about possibly a new way to go urban geocaching. Well, thank you all for having us on. Yeah,
1: our
2: pleasure. Our pleasure.
1: And we also want to extend thanks to Landsharks, our corporate Denali-level sponsor. That's landsharks.ca, the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or visit their store in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. And folks, it's quickly approaching last call for the Southern Caribbean Geocaching Adventure Cruise, January 20th through 30th. So if you're thinking of getting on that, and um, I know final payment actually was due this week, so... I don't know if Landsharks is in the chat. Maybe they can update me. Maybe we've passed last call. But um, if you want to find out more, go to Landsharks, or actually go to travel.landsharks.ca. And that's sharks with a Z. And uh, you can find out more and come along with Mrs. Monkey and myself on the Southern Caribbean geocaching adventure cruise in January. It's going to be so much fun. Really excited about that.
0: How much fun? All the fun. Ooh, all the funs. I love yep. it. Hey, we're not... What? Oh, we're not done with land sharks. Oh,
1: okay. We're not just tossing them to the side. Oh,
0: no. No, we <laughs> like land sharks. Hey, okay. there is a contest going on. We just yeah, released the information today and we've already got a lot of entries into this contest. We want you guys to get the scoop on fall cash maintenance. Head on over to any of our social medias. That could be uh, Go Land Sharks or Cashing NW on Twitter. Uh, which one is your Twitter?
2: Is Monkey, Monkey
0: GC. Yeah. You know, it's, you say it every week, but that doesn't mean I'm listening. Uh, of course, look us up on Instagram and Facebook as well. We'll put all these later in the show as we always do. Um, and tag two friends in that message, send it back out, and you're going to be entered to get a sweet shark shaped coin. Yes, it's shark shaped.
1: Yeah. And if you take a look at the image of it and kind of zoom in and, and look at the detail on it, it's really cool. That is, that is a super awesome coin and and you guys made me a little bit sad when you told me I can't win it. So whoever wins it, you're going to be one lucky geocacher. So get it, get out there on the internets um, repost or share that, uh, that posting with the coin in it there and the rules to the contest And this contest is going to last forever, so get out and do that now because we're only going to run this contest for about one and a half weeks, and then that's it. So, um, go do it now, like now, or you know, at least this weekend. But don't wait because then you're, you know, you have zero chances
2: to win the coin. Go there. Well, you might want to wait till after the after show.
1: No, no, just go on Twitter, Facebook right now while we're talking.
0: Go there now. (laughs)
1: Awesome. Well, you know what? We also want to thank our faithful Denali-level supporters. That's Bounce Bounce, Team Squirrel, Limax, and WorldCaching.com. Folks, if you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link over on the CachingNW.com website. And all of our supporters are Broncos Fan for Life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, subway Mark Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, GeoNavpro, Wino, Seattle, Acrodoc, Billy Robson, Genies, and Taya's Keats ninety four Trexer zero MC three cats and kennel barbing. Yes, I did take a breath.
0: I was gonna say I caught you on a <laughs> breath on that one. Oh, now, Land Monkey. Yeah, I'm going to ha- pause here just enough for you to catch your breath one more time, and tell listeners where they can find you besides Twitter, which we now know is Land Monkey GC. Where else can they find you on the interwebs?
1: Well, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope is all at Land GC. Facebook, we're team land monkey. And uh, I really would love people to come over and check us out on YouTube. And if you, if you didn't know, we've been posting videos on YouTube for about five years of our geocaching adventures. And we recently just changed up the format and they're a a lot more like a travel adventure, learn a little bit, um, but also have some crazy fun. We just posted our first Russian one, not the video is not in Russian, although When it first starts, you might think it might be, but the video is in English, but it takes place in Russia and we go to some amazing places and I'm editing the second Russian one, which is just awesome, crazy fun. I'm really excited about it. So go over to YouTube, search for Land Monkey. That's L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y and uh, enjoy the videos, like them, share them with your friends, tell your mom to watch them.
0: I am going to challenge you to do your next one in Russian. Mm-hmm. that's a not Russian video in Russia or do it with a very bad Russian accent. Yeah. You
1: know, I just have too much respect for other cultures to do that. <laughs> uh, I All obviously right. don't have respect for old men because <laughs> I have no problem doing an old man accent, but get
2: off my lawn,
1: <laughs> rotten kids. All right. Uh, oh, and um, regarding the contest, I saw just see in the chat right now, Dora Moore asking how many entries can we submit? Is there a limit? No limit. Go for it. Knock your socks
0: off. You're only going to win one coin, though. But you it's can enter. <laughs> but stuff the ballot box
2: all the same. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing vote wrong often, with that. Vote early. vote early, vote often.
1: There you go. All right. So, Chris of the Northwest, where would people find you on the interwebs?
0: Well, if you go on Twitter, you can find me at CachingNW. Facebook, you can find me at nw. On Instagram, I just relaunched at Cashing in the Northwest. Or- yeah, you did. You could head over to cachinginw.com slash hosts. read our bios, and find those links to all our socials, as the kids are saying these days.
1: Our socials. <laughs> that's just a totally different connotation if you're over 40. Yeah. Oh, like an funny. ice
0: cream social?
1: Yeah, right? It's funny.
0: Or a social security number What's your well, social.
1: All right. Well, you want me to wrap it up here?
0: Yeah, send us your social security number. <laughs> You'll be fine. And your birth date. And your mother's maiden name. Other than okay. that, we don't need anything.
1: And so we thank you for sending us all your personal information. Uh, we also thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Remember that you can be a part of this show by calling 253693 TFDC, leaving us a comment, asking us a question, renting us a line bike any time of the day or night. And of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. Also, as we've mentioned previously, your support helps to keep quality shows coming. So if you enjoyed the show, please click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. This show is produced by Chris O'Fanara and Jay Kennedy, hosted by Chris Jay and usually Jim Powitz. This show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license copy. All right, all right, all right. 2018. Bye.
0: Chris i don't think i've heard my name stretched out quite that long before you're special buddy hey but folks we invite you to stay for the after show it's like yeah that played. sounded like jim yeah <laughs> the after show. yeah yeah i think it's him Ah, uh, there we go thanks jim Ah, oh, folks, if you're new to Caching in the Northwest, the after show is just a, a time where we get to chat briefly with the people who are joining us live on the podcast. And, you know, we get to talk about anything. It doesn't have to be anything related to the show. If you want to have something included in the after show, use the hashtag FTAS, F-T-A-S in the uh, chat. And we've got a special uh, show. What are we calling them? Podcasting lackey to help us. Yeah, we do. And look at that. He's been busy. I didn't see all this stuff. Oh
1: yeah. We got it all going. It's so nice to have a podcast lackey. I don't have to do this anymore. I can actually pay attention to what I'm talking about.
0: I'm sorry. What was that?
1: Yeah. I I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) All right. So, Uh, um, well, let's,
0: let's start with one from Dora Moore. Okay. That says, uh, tip for drying out soggy boots stuff them with balled up newspaper and if you're at a hotel you're probably getting a free newspaper anyway what else are you going to do with it you don't really read those things anymore
1: it's interesting curious how well that works i'm gonna have to try that next time i've come home with soggy boots which is like every hike this time of year
0: Mm -hmm. just you know going out to work you can come back with soggy boots
1: it depends where you work i guess (laughs) all right um what else have we got? Uh, Keepers of the cash flow has a hashtag for I drove through Salt Lake with my dad. It was when the Olympics were there. That's cool. He was quite shocked to look beside himself and see an Alberta RCMP car passing him. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that would be surprising in Salt Lake. Yeah, that's hilarious.
0: All right, grab another one. Uh, GeoNavPros wants to know who's going on a hashtag geocaching road trip this weekend. I'm going to the event Nightmare in Preston. Oh, neat! The WS—I believe it's a WSGA event. Um, so yeah, you know, Halloween th- themed.
1: Very cool. Yeah, I've heard about that event before, I, I keep thinking, "Oh, I should plan to go down," and I keep forgetting. Um, and for us this year, or at least this, the rest of this calendar year, we're actually really. Uh, rolling back the geocaching because we can only find uh, an average of 10 caches per weekend until the cruise if we want to hit our fifteen thousand milestone in a different country which is the goal
0: oh man that that elevation you've brought the game to really is impeding your normal uh, (laughs) enjoyment of the game isn't it
1: no it's not it's actually it's kind of it's it's strangely relaxing to actually be able to do things other than geocaching. Well, I shouldn't say be able to, you can always stop geocaching. Well, maybe I don't know. No, you <laughs> can't. Um, and we, yeah, Brian Lang in the chats is so limiting. Go get another thousand. And we have done that before. I mean, this year we got, if we kept going at the pace, we were at, we'd have over 3000 fines just for this year. So it's, that's why it's actually kind of like, all right, yeah, we can, train it back for a couple of months and just you know do an average of 10 per weekend um but we are really looking forward to getting over to vancouver island to victoria in december for the event with land sharks when we're going to hopefully get all three hosts and uh and uh, have an event at the the shark store that's going to be a lot of fun we're really, really looking forward to that
2: do uh, we have a date for that yet uh,
0: uh is 16th? it a, is it official
1: yeah, it's the December sixteenth.
0: December sixteenth. Okay, that's a Sunday. Yes, uh, we're still working on the time. I'm. I look. I really want to check uh, ferry schedule in that, so I don't pick a time and go. Oh, well, that didn't work out. People from this way couldn't get in. So, um, I'm thinking Probably earlier in the day. Is yeah, what I'm we're thinking saying. earlier in the day, midday, right around there. So that's all well, I know right now. There you go. Uh,
2: right.
0: Bryling says we should do a show on electric scooters and electric bikes. Maybe not just um, ride share ones, but those in general. Okay. Uh, I take that under advisement. I, I, you know, I've looked long and hard at electric bikes. I thought that would be kind of nice. And so Did you next, get
1: dizzy? What? Did you get dizzy looking long and hard at electric yes. bikes?
0: Because they kept going around and around and around. Yeah. In my head
1: all right uh, keats,
0: keats is incredible yes he is he's a geocaching machine much like the monkeys actually uh he says it's day 386 for the fine streak keep on hiding them folks
1: yeah that's that's awesome yeah it makes it a lot easier to keep his streak going if people keep hiding cash yeah,
0: exactly so he's pushing for people to go hide them so he can keep his streak going well that's a I've, little selfish isn't it keats no i'm giving you a hard time you're just fine
1: oh that's funny uh what else keepers of the cash flow through a fatass in here the hedge ham is eight and a half months old already and is almost the same height as
0: Flutterby, our four-year-old daughter wow that's wow that is crazy you know they're making kids bigger these days (laughs) i've uh (laughs) Many of you know, I work at a school and I've gone through the high school hallways and, I, and I'm and i six foot. You know, I consider myself. I don't know if I'm tall, but I'm at least average and I'm walking the hallways and I'm looking up to boys and girls going, what What are they feeding these kids? I've <laughs> always had that problem.
1: Oh, OK. This <laughs> <laughs> is a relative sometimes. But
2: yeah.
0: why I teach elementary. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say in the kindergarten classrooms, you know. When they do the karate demonstrations, I always come out on top.
1: There you go. Well done. Well done. Hey, I'm going to throw out a hashtag Patas, another one from Keats94. He's talking talking about sharing about a CBC. So, this is the uh, Canadian version of the NPR. PBS. <laughs> PBS, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, CBC has radio and television. So, that just, it, we keep it simple in Canada. We just call everything one thing. All right. So, anyways, the CBC has a show that is called Still Standing. It's featuring Canada's small towns and it's it's hosted by uh, a great uh, Newfoundland comedian actor that uh, we all enjoy. And if you've ever watched Murdoch Mysteries,
0: then no, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, then never mind.
0: Oh, Murdoch from the A team. I loved him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, different. Anyways, so the town featured in upcoming episodes is Wilberforce, Ontario. Uh, Wilberforce is actually the, uh, the town in Canada that calls themselves the geocaching capital of Canada. Mm-hmm. There's a geo tour that's featured out of that area. Um, the whole episode is going to have a geocaching theme. So that is on October 30th at 5 PM Pacific standard time and, uh, links in the show notes and the chat there. So yeah, Johnny Harris is the name of the actor. Thank you very much. Keats. Uh, he plays, uh, Crab Crabtree. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to remember his, his police title. He's a constable, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, it's a, it's a murder mystery show set in late 1800s, early 1900s, Toronto, Canada. And uh, the, uh, the lead character, the inspector Murdoch or detective Murdoch is um mm-hmm. he's always sort of leading edge of his generation with uh, creative thinking and inventions and such. It, it's, it's a fun show
0: nice so is it a bit um sherlock holmesy kind of
1: i mean it's murder mystery okay but uh yeah
0: interesting constable, constable crabtree crab
1: there we go thanks Kev mackie yeah nice. i i enjoy watching that show anyways so, so
0: one more thing going on here yeah, yeah. brylang wants to know he's hashtag asking for a friend and we all know what that really means <laughs> it means he has a lot of friends
1: with a lot of questions
0: uh what should the driver in a car do during a geocache road trip when he's already found all the caches along the route well it's simple he should be the driver and navigator so while yeah while they're out getting the cache you've already found it you go ahead and navigate to the next one for them and say hey we're going to gc uh, abc and this is a difficulty three, terrain one. And you'll be looking for a bison in a cedar hedge.
1: Please fasten your seatbelts and keep your trays in the upright position.
0: Please keep yeah. your arms and legs in the car at all times. At all times. Until <laughs> it comes to a complete and final stop.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that is too funny.
0: So I think by providing that level of service all the other people in the car ought to buy you lunch and dinner and drinks and snacks all day long. Have, have you
1: been bribed by Brylang to provide this answer? This sounds rehearsed a little bit. Huh.
0: Um, uh, I don't, I don't know. Huh. I haven't thought of, no, <laughs> I have not. But it makes a lot of sense to me.
1: There you go. Well, but
0: if you've already done it, then you know where they, it's right over there. You know, Go look in that that cedar hedge because you know
1: well if it's a power trail that's assuming you remember where they all are.
2: They're all the same there. You just look <laughs> for the pile of rocks every hundred five hundred and twenty feet.
1: Uh, not not necessarily not this this series right I know oh, okay. where, where they're headed and so little...
2: speaking of power trails. Yeah there, there was an interesting one as we were heading over to Wyoming. There's a rails to trails um trail between the westbound and the eastbound lanes of the interstate And there was a power trail along there and we're looking, it's like, oh, look at all these ones we can't get because Mm -hmm. they're down on the rails to trails, not on the highway itself.
0: (laughs) Really? In between? So in the median between the, in the freeway?
2: Well, so basically the freeway was built on either side of the railroad uh, right of way.
1: That makes sense.
2: And then they turned it into a trail rather than, you know, rails to trails. And then somebody went and put a what, 40, 50 cash power trail along there. And we were thinking, wow, if you get somebody to take you on a bike to the top of the trail, because it was all hills, you know, you take a bike from the top of the trail to the bottom of the trail, it wouldn't take that long to, to cruise through this one.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that would be nice.
2: Yeah. And you just got to figure out how to bribe somebody, maybe somebody who has already found all of the caches along that trail.
0: Oh, well, you wouldn't be able to stop along the freeway, but you could get one of the, um, what are those called? The the cars that go on the rail that you push up and down? There's no rails
2: here anymore. It's just paved. Oh,
0: bummer. I wanted to be able to do that.
1: All right. Well, as, as we're wrapping up again, thank you very much to Camp Clan for hanging out with us tonight. You guys have been great. My pleasure. It's been fun to hear about your trip and kind of relive some of my adventures through you. So that's that's a lot of fun. Um, also, want to shout out and thank our show lackey, our our podcast lackey, for the great work done tonight. Keeping on top of all the hashtag fatass stuff, getting in the in the show notes and helping just a little bit more help to keep us on track and keep this podcast going well.
0: Did you notice I didn't ask a question that already been asked before? Nicely done. Yeah. It's kind of fun to be able to watch what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic.
1: So thank you. Thank you everybody in the chat for hanging out with us tonight. You guys are all awesome. It's been fun hanging out with you and you contribute a lot to this podcast.
0: And folks, thanks so much. And until next week, Get out and get cashing in the Northwest. Good night. Good night.